Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comments and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited. This is the radio program that is dedicated to helping you make smart decisions about your money. This is Randy Barkley, and I'm here with Jeremiah Lee, and we are with Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm, and we are located in Riverside. I'm a certified financial planner, as well as Jeremiah is also. In addition to that, we have two other individuals in our office that are also certified. We are fiduciaries. If you'd like to know more what a fiduciary is, know more about that, I simply would ask you to go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Or if you'd like to talk to either one of us, give us a call. Phone number is 951-684-7011 for more information. Now, every week we divide our program into three parts. The first part is what we refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, in the first segment of the program today in retirement update, Jeremiah, we've been talking a lot over the last several weeks about retirement. And we're talking about the significance of the number of people that are stepping into retirement early and how much of an impact that's having on the job market. In other words, employers are looking for people. But this is kind of a different bent on it in the sense that what we're talking about is we're, we're encouraging people to stay engaged, yep. you know, not to just step out and do what I consider all the, the honeydews or all the things that you mm-hmm. all were planning to do. And then all of a sudden there's a there's a pause, right? Oh, stop. Yeah. We've been, yeah, you're right. We've been talking the last couple of weeks um, referencing from the, I guess the, the outside in, you know, looking at the job market in general and, and what the numbers say, but, but what we deal with on a regular basis is people's actual lives. You know, what, what does it make sense? Not for you know, retirees in general, but for this specific client, for this specific and this specific retiree and, and often staying engaged has a few benefits. One, it, it, it plugs a gap in income. If there, if there is one to get them right. to kind of right. that's age 72 when the required minimum distributions kick in. It, it also is the personal side of keeping them engaged with, with what they're doing. You know, right. oftentimes they have the highest level of expertise and ability. So there's, there's financial considerations. I mean, uh, obviously if you continue to work, you just boost your retirement. Um, you can add, you could delay social security, which would be a benefit. A lot of people have a tendency to take social security early, particularly as pandemic has, has caused a lot of people to take uh, their social security early. But if you could find some kind of job that would fill that gap, but more importantly, find a job you like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you could go back and be a consultant or work another, get a completely different, right. uh, different outcome. Yeah. We've had a number of folks who they traveled a fair amount for work. And as they considered, as they went on to, COVID, they, they couldn't travel anymore. And then looking at their new job to say, I, I, I could keep doing this. If right. it's not this breakneck schedule, it used to be if I'm doing virtual meetings, I could do that. But the other item is not just keeping the job, but but transitioning, like you were saying, to a 
I don't know if call it a consulting role, but, but something that they can utilize their expertise, utilize their abilities, but they don't have to push the nine to five. Right. They don't have to be doing that. And we have a number of clients who, if, if they cut back to you know 20 hours a week, it would give them plenty of flexibility to find more joy in their day. It would mm-hmm. add a great boost to their income um, and allow them to kind of uh, have a good transition rather than just a hard break. Yeah. And I think... You know, again, it, it's my experiences is that work. I enjoy my work. Now, I sit down, you know, we sit down with people that uh, they just don't like their job. Bottom line is they, they can't wait to get that date of retirement. But I, we still, you know, I still want to encourage them not just to separate or disengage from that part of their life, because that 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 is a big part of their life for 30, maybe possibly 40 years. Yeah, it's a whole identity shift as well. I mean, from male and female, you know, I think right. just people who are have been working, have been earning incomes, it, it's a part of their identity. And, you know, in an unhealthy sense, you know, you know it's problematic, but in a, a normal healthy sense, it's just a transition and finding, um, I guess, rewriting what matters and what they spend their time doing. Um, you know, my, I've said a few times I hear my, my father was a fire captain. And when he retired, he was 50, I think 57, which for a lot of professions is very young. That's very young. Yeah. But for a fire captain, that's, that's a normal time. He just joked. He's like, I'm not ready to sit on a rocker and, you know, rock on the front porch. Like, and so he ended up starting a company and, and doing other things that were, were projects that he enjoyed. And that I think was really valuable to him. And there's a lot of people in that similar boat that even though they've reached a point of financial independence, they don't have to work and they're at an age where they can retire. There's still a lot that they can do and enjoy and contribute to. So it, it's valuable for our community, for society, but also for the individual person. Yeah. And I mean, again, we can talk about the economics of continuing to work on a part-time basis. Uh, you can delay your social security. You can make additional contributions. You can open up a Roth account if you don't have one. And with some of that additional income, you can put money into a Roth, which helps to just kind of boost your potential for retirement down the road. But more importantly, psychologically, it keeps you connected. It keeps you connected to the community, to your the people that you have built a relationship with uh, over a long period of time. But, but again, I always challenge people that maybe you need a break. Maybe you need yeah. to do something completely different. Mm. Like your dad, he didn't stay. I mean, he stayed in fire safety, mm-hmm. but he didn't go back and work for the fire department. That's right. Yeah. Cause they'll do something independent. I, I think you're, you're right. Uh, finding a, a job that is enjoying and the new economy <laughs> that we're seeing right now with jobs is not just a nine to five yeah. or an eight to five. Like that, that's not, all that's out there. There are more, you know, uh, virtual jobs, I guess you call them, or mm-hmm. remote work jobs. There's also a lot more part-time jobs mm-hmm. out there. And so folks who are retirees stepping into those, I think it's a great um, solution. And I'm amazed whenever we do the financial plan, we kind of build the financial model and to have someone work for one, two, or three additional years yeah. is, I would say, the, the, it, the it, biggest change to their plan. Even, it has it has an immense impact, doesn't it? Oh yeah. Even compared to getting higher returns or um, you know, various other levers we can pull, but if they were to work, cause, cause really when you work an extra year, that saves the year that you're drawing down in your retirement accounts and it, it boosts up the income. It, it's a double whammy, you know, mm-hmm. and if you can find something that is beneficial and enjoyable, man, I think there's a lot of value there for folks entering retirement. Yeah. And there's a lot of stories about people that have made conversions or taking their time to do something different after retirement. You know, I've, we've got some people here that have got, a, a they're professionals, let's say like a, like a physician. And they go out and we have one story here where a physician started making cookies. I mean, it was something he loved to bake. He loved to do things. And he's packaging the cookies and selling them on the Internet. He said he can't wait to get up in the morning and start because he experiments. You know, another retiree who who set out, he was a geologist and he started whatever reason he went to a trip 
uh, in Hawaii, and he picked up a ukulele. Never knew that he had this musical talent. Now he's actually teaching people how to play the ukulele. I mean, I think it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have other people, for example, that sold their business. Um, then after, after the sale, they were asked to come back and kind of help. But the, but the attitude or the responsibility to that business is completely different than when they were running it. Mm-hmm. They're coming back to help, mm-hmm. not necessarily to run and be, care, be concerned about all the administrative stuff. And, they, and their, their comments to us is that this is actually kind of enjoyable. Yeah. It's enjoyable working forward. So Yeah, and yeah, it's something for everyone to consider. Again, it's not for everyone. Some people are just burnt out. They need a break. Right. Um, but for a lot of folks, you know, transitioning, you know, not considered a, a pure retirement, but considering it a transition into either an entirely different industry or just something that is not as strenuous, but, but quite enjoyable, can have financial as well as personal benefits in retirement. Yeah. And again, we, we sit down with people and we build a plan. You know, a lot, obviously, we, we work a lot with money and we look with numbers and retirement dollars and budgets and such. But there's a psychological aspect to here. And we try to understand our clients to the point where we guide them to make really good choices about their life. I mean, their relationships, not only with their spouse, but also their family, but also the coworkers they've worked with for so many years. Uh, this is the kind of relationships we like to build with our clients and help them guide them through the, the next stage of their life. Uh, if you'd like to know more about what we do and how we do it, give us a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. Stay tuned for our next section. We're gonna talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned. He can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that we refer to as tactical asset management. You know, the numbers and the headlines, I just talked to somebody yesterday and they're saying, but the news says, and I I just kind of shake my head, Jeremiah, because the news is always telling you the Mm. negative. They don't tell you the positive. They say, well, the stock market keeps going up, but it seems like it's more of a frightening um, indicator, not a, you know, positive indicator, Mm. I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. things are definitely, definitely things are at a a point, right? Everybody is kind of, I don't know, uh, just concerned, I guess, about the future. Right. And the question that we field (laughs) and discuss a lot is, is this plotting away or is they a sudden drop or a sudden change or a sudden spiral? Um, You know, things are uncertain and we're in, an inflection point. That inflection point may continue to go up. You know, we just hit some near highs yesterday, mm-hmm. um, or I guess earlier this week. And we also have great risk of things. You know, the mm-hmm. risk of COVID is fading, but there's a number of other risks. And and the job market, I think, is, is a big one that we keep looking at of, of as we get back to either employment or full employment or partial employment, as these supply shocks 
you know, and the, the log jam gets cleared, where's the economy going to end up? Yeah. And I think, I think the, uh, the news, and of course I don't watch the news. I read as much as I possibly can. I try to, to go to responsible journalists and try to get a balanced opinion of what's going on. Now, again, everybody has their, their bias. Uh, and I think based upon what your background is, your age, your circumstances, the job that you've lived with, you're going you're gonna to form your own biases about what you think this market or this environment, this economic environment is going to end up being. Mm-hmm. But it seems that people have a lot of fear level in it. You yeah. know? And there's a lot of uncertainty that, that keeps changing. And I think the important part, and we talk about this a lot, we're not here to make predictions. We're here right. to see what's happening and respond to it. You know, to be to be active and to be tactical, you know, as as we look at things. But you know, an interesting one is is I think is is the the number of workers who are out there to be employed Ugh. is is changing. One of the, the things we talked about was what is full employment, right? You know, and from the economic sense, full employment is is in essence where everyone who's looking for a job and able to work has a job, right? You know, that, that's kind of the idea of full employment. Um, we have cyclical unemployment, things that you know happen around Christmas time and summertime. But the question that, that we've been discussing, and a lot of economists are as well, is is what is full employment? You know, as we look at the economy, we may get to a number that we say, oh, we're not there yet. We need to keep going. But because retirees have exited the workforce, because people are just working different ways, um, you know, we might not ever get to what was full employment. So right. when they redefine it, say actually, you know, this four million people are no longer looking for work. Yeah, they, I they think fall out. Yeah, I think this thing, this word productivity that we've talked about in previous sessions, uh, productivity. Each company is struggling with how do they produce the products that the consumer wants and put it at a price and meet the demand that is not only now but also in the future. And I think productivity is going to be met in some way by technology. There's yeah. going to be that in, incorporated within. Within the within the companies, yeah, and the biggest squeeze, and the reason I, I agree with you, and the reason I think the big reason of that is right now the biggest squeeze is labor. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of folks who are having a hard time. We we spoke a few months ago about restaurants, right? And if you can't get enough servers, there's some restaurants who have moved to putting a um, you know an iPad on the table right. that has their menu, and you click on it, it, automatically orders your food for you. You know, on some places that's an impersonal touch. On another one, what's a business owner to do if they can't get servers in the door? to do it, they've, they've got to adapt. Yeah, and I think, I think you know, we've seen evidence of it where there's company after company. We're talking about your Fortune 500 companies like um, Pulte Homes. We just read an article on Pulte Homes. They are bringing their raw materials or their finished products before they put them into their homes, their finished homes. They're bringing it back to the United States and they're doing a lot of technology. In fact, Pulte Homes has a experimental, they're building a hundred house track right outside of Austin, Texas using uh printers right mm. i mean it's just it's amazing uh I, I almost want to go to austin texas to go see the process <laughs> yeah printing houses yeah. <laughs> printing houses <laughs> but again what is evidence of is that companies are bringing their supply chains back closer to home uh they're no longer wanting to depend upon uh, just in time mm-hmm. uh, because they can't depend upon particularly asia to produce the products and get it to us. And you got transportation costs, you got a lot of factors. So what they're doing is they're bringing this stuff back and you couple that with, they don't have enough people. They don't have enough people to do the job. I mean, the last, we talk about productivity, the last two decades, you know, transportation costs have come down and labor costs have stayed, I would probably say stable. Right. You know, and that's probably been the building blocks for a lot of companies. But now we've got to a point where transportation and logistics is not in this moment as reliable as it was. So the just-in-time is not working. And then labor is, is struggling, you know, there's a, there's a shortage and, you know, there's some benefits to talk about 
you know, increased pay, increased security in their jobs. Um, but employers really taking a hard look of making sure they're taking care of their folks. Those are, those are all valuable. You know, those, those are really valuable to workers. But with that, companies are having to be innovative. And those key inputs, you know, logistics and labor are shifting. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, companies are going right. to have to shift. And technology is probably the most likely um, solution to a lot of these. And I think, you know, just for example, a lot of people compare with what's going on right now to the 70s. So if you are in your 60s and 70s, you remember the inflationary factors that occurred in the 70s and early 80s. But the wage pressure is, it's, it's obviously a, a prime example of what happens with inflation. But, but in actuality, recent unions have been winning wage increases that are lower than the rate of inflation. Now, that is a key element. And a lot of this, the fact is that unions have less of an influence on their negotiations as the right to work states like down yeah. in the Southeast and Texas and throughout those areas like yeah. that. So, and comparing that to inflation is somewhat difficult because inflation is the number that it is, you know, currently it is. And there's a lot of discussion of, is this a persistent number? Is this a, a number that's going to come for a year or maybe two years and then fade away? Yeah. And, and that's, you know, as we're going to the strength of unions, you know, expected inflation, there's a lot that's at play. You know, there, there's not as much stability, I think in those factors. And so, yeah, it's an interesting uh, talking point or a point about, labor unions and where, which states are doing different things. I mean, I like that our country has different states attempting different things, and we can kind of have these experiments all across the country. And when it comes to investing, um, what we've come to realize, there's been a lot of changes as far as the attitude and the information about investing. And, And we're more focused on factors rather than sectors. In other words, we look at um, the asset flows, the money flowing in and out of a sector. So for the more uh, sophisticated investor or the more complex that we have in our strategies, what we're trying to accomplish, we've had a lot of success in looking at these key factors instead of just placing money in an index, for example, and letting it run forever. Yeah, yeah. we, we knew with this economy that there would be winners and losers as right. we reopened. The hard part is picking them and finding them. Right. But you know, a lot of our the strategies we're discussing, we're not looking to pick the winners and losers. We're just looking to follow where the money's going. And right. that's been really successful for us this last year. Um, as we continue, like, like I said, we don't we don't make predictions. We we simply respond to what we're seeing. Um, and, and that's part of being tactical. Yeah. And I mean, again, historically, you can go back and look at the companies that were the bellwether entities over a hundred years ago. And the truth is, is that over 90% of those companies don't exist anymore. Mm. And I think the reality is, is that we will be in an environment where a lot of the companies that we know that are uh, namesakes right now will probably not exist 50 to 70 years from now. The question is, is what's the evolution? Where is it going to go from here Mm. to, um, you know, what changes are, and that what we do is we look at where that money's flowing, you know, yeah. and not all money, smart money, but generally the crowd is picking out the winner. So you want to be aware of what that, what's happening there, right? That's right. That's right. So um, if you'd like to know more about, or just have a continued discussion with us about what we're talking about today, give us a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. Stay tuned for our next section. We're going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org. 
or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that we refer to as news you can use. Jeremiah, I, I picked out an article because I feel like it's timely, but this is, uh, it's a hundred years of the, the title of the article is housing booms and bus and the building of the American dream. Mm-hmm. I, I love, I love historical uh, comparisons and this has got a lot in it. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it shows what's happened with housing over the last hundred years. It's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. And it's amazing to see the ups and downs and and, you know, it's, it's tracking through some of these these numbers of kind of where we are. So the depth of the depression, uh, right. back in the 29, you know, 30s, the the average median home price was two thousand five hundred dollars. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's I think it's across the whole country. By 1979, it was seventy thousand. By 2005, it was two hundred thirty three thousand. 2013, it was 374,000. So it's this, this increase. But the, the interesting part of the article is not just that you know houses has been going up. Up in value, right? Yeah, but it, it's been the, the, the doomsday sayers and the, the ups and downs, the busts that have happened. And this article is great that it outlines you know, just before, you know, it'll give us the number. Here's what the median price was. And here's what people were saying you know, in 79. Here's what they were concerned about and the, and the risks in the market. Um, and it, it's just an interesting article to walk through and to see that there's always people saying the sky is falling. And the people who, and, and it did, it, the, the sky did fall a couple of times. Well, it, 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 yeah. I mean, it was obviously, again, I always go back to it. The people that were leveraged yeah. are the ones that got hammered. Yeah. And uh, of course, when you buy a house today, it virtually is impossible for somebody starting out not to borrow money to buy a house. I mean, right. it just doesn't, it's just really hard. So yeah. and, and with that, the people who could hold on to their homes and see this price appreciation. So if you had bought, you know, homes, uh, 80 years ago, and, and one you probably had to re- rebuild them by now. But the the investment was a great investment. You know, it, it's been right. over time. However, just like you said, the people who were leveraged into the moment, the, there were foreclosures, there were busts yeah. in the market. But it's interesting of, of seeing as prices go up and down, they've been generally up. And on one side, that's a misnomer to say this is always a good investment. On the other side, we're a growing building um, country and, and houses have been built and people have been expanding and communities have been expanded. Yeah, it's I, a great thing. And I think it's also evidence of we have an inflationary factor. You know, people say, you know, when we, when we analyze people's homes, we analyze their assets, we say, well, your home is going to be worth, you know, it's a number Let's we, we push it out, you know, 15, 20 years. And the number is substantially higher than what it is right now. And this now my house is not going to be worth that. So what I, what I do is we do the reverse. Well, mm. what was your home worth 20 years ago? And they go, oh, so it gives them kind of a comparison yep. of what that inflationary factor. And we're not talking about hyperinflation. We're just talking about steady growth of yep. assets going forward. In our economy, I always tell people our economy is based upon inflation. That's why the Federal Reserve doesn't want what doesn't want negative interest rates. They want they don't want hyper but they want somewhere just a moderate growth in assets. Yeah, and the U.S. has kept up with that. You know, the right. U.S. has been a you know increasing productivity, increasing output, um, and, and over time we've we've lived in that reality without without a home feeling unreachable. But again, we're at a moment where people are feeling that homes are unreachable, where the prices are at a peak, and and we'll see what happens next. Yeah, if you'd like to have a copy of this article, it's a good historical reference. I enjoy this, and maybe you will too. It's called "Housing Booms and Bus: 
in the building of the American dream, just give us a call at our office at 951-684-7011. Or you just go on our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. And we'd be more than happy to send you out a free reprint or mention anything else that we've talked about today in the in the in the uh, broadcast. And we'd be more than happy to sit down and talk with you about it. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances, the information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors, Inc. is a registered investment advisor.